trust in God. Trust in the Lord. Letting go. The title of the message this morning is letting go and trust in the Lord. Letting go. Most all of us, it's our nature, it's our own want, that we want to hang on to certain things. And yet in the same breath, say that we trust God. But yet we do not want to forsake the things of this world. The things that cause sin, the things that cause a, a separation from God. I'm not talking about these deep and dirty sins. I'm talking about the lack of obedience. I'm talking about the lack of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. How would we be if when we prayed, we know that our lives lined up with God? And we would know then that our prayers would be heard because the Word of God says that the Lord heareth the cry, the prayers of a righteous man. So if you are praying for something, if you are praying for something, and you're trusting God, Let it be known that the answer is on the way. Amen. Letting go and trusting the Lord. If you will, turn to Psalms chapter 34. Psalms chapter 34. We're going to read this chapter. Psalms chapter 34. Letting go and trusting the Lord. That's the reason oftentimes people cannot fulfill a life of obligation, of duty to the Lord is because they will not let go of other things. If it's not of the Lord, it's not worth hanging on to. That I can promise you. Psalms 34 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. What's a prayer that's a, uh, I wrote down? That's a theme. That's a desire that should be of ever true church. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened. 
and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. Have y'all noticed a repetition of a word here, of all? God never does anything half-heartedly. He, do, hey, he does it in, hey, he, he gets it all. The angel of the Lord encamped around about them that fear him and delivered them. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life? and loveth many days, that he may see good. Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil, and do good. Seek peace, and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Their face, the face of the Lord, is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them, that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servant, and none, and none, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Boy, is that some wonderful words pinned down by the Holy Spirit. What graciousness that we should, hey, we pull from these words and know, and know that all is secure in the hand of the Lord. He is in complete control of all things. If the Lord let loose, the grass would not grow. 
the stars would not stay in place. The Lord is in complete control. Never forget that. Never forget that. And thank God, thank God, the one that spoke everything into existence. When I come before him, he hears me. He hears me. There's times when he doesn't. You know why? Because sin has blocked our relationship. And when sin has blocked it, he does not hear me. That should encourage me. That should encourage you if you want to have a relationship with God. You have to flee from evil. Flee from sin. I see this oftentimes that somebody somewhere will put a post to pray. And you watch as people have no relationship with God, be the first to say, I will pray. I tell you this, if there's some people out there praying for me, hey, that, that, that say, hey, I prayed for you, I tell you this, well, you wasted your breath because I've looked at your life I've seen the things you are doing, and your prayers are hindered. Thank God I can depend upon people praying for me that are righteous and that love the Lord. Holy God and Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. God asking you to help us. God to preach and to teach your word. God with the ability that the Holy Spirit deliver it to the hearts. And Lord, that they hear. God, that they believe your ever word. Because your word is true. Your word is forever settled from the very beginning. You're in control. God, we pray that you anoint the service, anoint your servant. God, that we may preach in power. God, there's something that's lacked in the pulpits this day. God, there's people this morning standing behind pulpits of preaching and teaching that do not believe what they read in your word. Help us, God. Help us, God. These ones are listening, the ones that, that may be on Facebook, God, we pray that you uh, limit distractions. I know the devil tries his very best to distract us from everything of you. God, pierce their hearts with your word.
We love you. We honor you. And we do this all in Jesus' name. And for Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Letting go and trusting the Lord. A, B, C, D, and E. Three things. I meant one, two, three, four, five. Five things. Five things. For uh, I want you to write down, if you have a pen and paper, that we trust to. We trust to salvation. If you've been born again, you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to have saved you from hell to heaven. You have done it His way. No other way will be suffice to God. Only His way. If you have trusted to the uh, trust to salvation, B, that means there's some following things to trust in. B, trust to your life. Trust to life. C, trust to protection. Trust to protection. D, trust to deliverance. Trust to deliverance. And D, trust to heaven. Trust to heaven. Just because an individual calls upon the Lord to save his soul through conviction of the Holy Spirit and calls upon the Lord, repents of sin, and calls upon the Lord to save their wretched soul. That is just the very beginning of a Christian walk. That is being born again. That's starting over as a baby. These things we must trust through His Word. As He speaks Word to us through His Word, we believe and trust to salvation, so we should trust to life, we should trust to protection, trust to deliverance, and trust to heaven. I found these through these scriptures, yet throughout the whole Word of God. How can we trust one without trusting all? How can you trust the Lord for salvation and not yet trust Him for obedience, uh, for 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 uh, protection, deliverance, and life. You know how? Lack of obedience and lack of faith. Lack of obedience and faith and knowledge of the Lord. Let's go back to verse number one. Uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Boy, I tell you what, that's some scriptures there we should all try to grab hold to. Continually. Hey, that's in good times. That's in bad times. That's when, hey, the road is, is smooth. And when the road gets rocky, you still have a praise 
on your, on your heart and in your mouth. I wrote down this. Bless the Lord at all times continually praise in my mouth only by how these things can come to pass is by one having unwavering faith that the Lord is always in control. That's the only way you can have praise in your mouth at all times is to know when you get that phone call that you seem like your heart is shattered. But at that same place and time, your faith not be wavered, that you know that God is still in control. That can give the ability to have praise on your heart. It's the only way. And two, seeking God to honor Him for His favor and grace. Hey, if you want to have praise on your heart and on your lips, in your mouth at all times, you got to have a, a, a unwavering faith that the Lord is always in control and steadily seeking to honor the Lord for His favor and grace. You know, David here, I was sharing this with Brother Brian back here in the back a few minutes ago. David here has been being chased by Saul. Saul is out to destroy him. Saul is out to kill him because he has now already been anointed and going to fulfill the place of Saul. Saul wanted to have him killed. He didn't want to lose control. He was seeking to kill David. And you know what David does? He was hiding in a cave. And through these times of his life, he got up under so much distress and fear of Saul that he himself turned and went and lived with the enemy. He went and lived with the Philistines. You remember several years back, he killed their one of their great warriors, Goliath. Now David has, through fear, has went and lived with the enemy. Boy, I tell you what, grab a hold of that. Oftentimes through uh, desperation, through uh, uh, failures in our own life and worry and strife and, and deceitfulness and we, we, we're, we're in fear, we'll, see, we'll, we'll search for things, for places to be and it's even in the presence of the enemy. That's where people turn to alcohol, people turn to drugs, people turn to all these all these uh, sins that, that the enemy has, the, these tools that the enemy has to help control the mind and to bring temporary peace. And as David was with the enemy, living there, he turns around and some of the military of the Philistine army 
starts trying to turn the king against David. And David now, he sees that he's running from Saul. Now he's living in an unfamiliar ground, territory. Now the, the, his enemy, who is now his friend, is fixing to seek his life too. So let me tell you something. Sometimes God will put you in places you don't have nowhere to turn but to him. He'll lay you flat on your back. He'll put you in situations. If you're his child, and he'll say, where can you turn now? And this become the turning point of David's life. He seeked God. Instead of, I had wrote this down, instead of drowning in sorrows, instead of drowning in sorrows, he chose to praise for grace. Most people want to waller in their own problems. They want to waller. They want to waller about how bad they got it. This situation they in. Hey, you best be a thanking God it ain't worse. Instead of drowning in sorrows, praise him for his grace. Verse number one, we spoke about this continually. On your mouth, praise. Continually excited. You can't see, you can't have praise without there be a stirring of excitement. You know how you receive a stirring of excitement? Hey, sinless. Sinless. There won't be so much confrontation in your life that you have to dwell upon. You say, well, I, you, you say there's a such thing as sinful, uh, uh, sinless perfection. I wish there was. But there is one day. One day this body will be glorified whenever I'm caught up with the Lord. But until then, this body has flesh in it. That that indwells me, the Holy Spirit has indwelt me at, at whenever I become born again. He is perfect. He is sinless. But yet the outside. Verse number two, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. How many times have people said someone's watching? How many times you ever heard that? How many times you ever said it? Somebody's watching. Can I tell you something? It is true. It's true. Someone is watching. In good times and in bad times, they're watching. And you know what we can do? Give them encouragement in their life by how we act while we're in these situations? That we honor God? That we glorify God? That we trust in God? So oftentimes, we're a discouragement to other people because of the way we run our mouth. We'll say things, and we'll do things that causes a discouragement to someone else. 
because of the way that we're in a situation in life. How we handle it is how we glorify God or not. Give them encouragement in your situation and glorify God. Verse number three, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his, his name together. Boy, I tell you what, old David, he got trouble coming from this direction, trouble coming from that direction, trouble coming from that direction, trouble coming from that direction, and trouble coming from that direction. But he had help coming from here. I tell you what, sometimes in life you've got troubles and trials coming at you at every direction. But let me tell you what, there's one when he steps on the scene, troubles fail. Troubles cease. You may tell you when he steps on the scene, oftentimes. You may tell you when the Lord steps on the scene in your troubles. is right at the point that you have learned your lesson that he wanted you to learn. And be thankful he's there. This very verse should be the theme of every born-again believer, the church. How glorifying, how glorifying is your praise? How much glory does the praise you bring give to God? Boy, that's, that's humbling. That should be very humbling. If, I, if, if we looked at this, hey, the, the, the praise that you offer God, how glorifying is it, David? You can't do it miserably with sin in your life. Think you're doing something. You're going to do it his way. You always do it his way. Verse number four, I sought the Lord, Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Boy, I, I tell you this, I love this, all, all. Even when we get into situations that we stumble into, he is our comfort in all troubles when we call on him with a sorrowful heart. See, oftentimes people are not sorrowful. They get in situations and they try to pass the blame. That's what we all do. That's another, that's another uh, attribute of the flesh. That's what it does. It tries to blame everybody else but the root of the problem. Let me tell you this, you best be taking credit for your mistakes. I have. I failed God. I have failed Him. As I listened to this song on the way here this morning, wasted years. Wasted years. How many years have you wasted for the glory of God? I've wasted years. But thank God you can wallow in that if you want to. Or you can praise him that you drew a line and you said, I'm going to praise you now. See, that's what most people do. They get hung up. They drowned in the sorrows. Verse number five, they looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. When people look or seek unto the Lord truthfully, 
soon their appearance will change and you can see it on their face. The response of the Lord when he answers. Hey, you ever see this before? You ever see somebody come to the Lord under conviction, broken hearted? And then at the point where they call upon the Lord to save them, you see something in their face. You see an excitement, a sadness turning to joy. Let me tell you this, when God answers you, it will put joy in your heart. You know the reason people don't pray like we should? Because we feel like we don't see God answer prayers. And you know the reason we God ain't answering prayers? It's because most of the times the Bible says when we ask, we ask amiss. We ask not believing he's capable of doing it. When yet that he is. David has come to that point of his life, a turning point. We all have to hit that turning point in life and say that we will trust God no matter, no matter what the situation, we're going to trust God. Verse number 6, he says this poor man cried, this poor man, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his trouble. This poor man, David was referring to himself. But humbly, you and I need to be when we request help from the Lord. We need to approach him humbly. You know, the Bible says, and I, I thought about this last night, the Bible says, come boldly before the throne room of God. And yes, that is the mindset you would have that, that you have the ability to come there. But when you go there, you best be humble. The answer from God is one prayer away. The answer from God is one prayer away. So keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on trusting God. Verse number 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Once you have tested, uh, tasted, once you have uh, you've experienced the greatness of the Lord, you won't be truly happy until you are there again. And what a great promise. What a wonderful promise that blessed is the man that trusteth in the one true living Lord. God. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Can I tell you this? If you don't trust in him, you're, you may be living off the blessings of somebody else. There's years around my house I lived off the blessings of my wife. I felt like God was blessing me. But full of sin. Hey, that might be very much you. You can't live like hell and, and expect the blessings of God. You will never, it, hey, it's against God's word. And if it's against God's word, it's, it's not true. I don't care what way you, you've heard it or what way you've seen it or what way you thought it was. If it's against God's word, it ain't going to happen. Verse number 9 says, O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there 
is no want of them that fear him. No lack of blessings to the servant of the Lord. There will be no want of necessity. Let me tell you this. If you're a true servant of God, you'll never go without. You'll never go without. You may go without some things that you want, but you'll never go without of the things you need. God will provide. Verse number 10 says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. You seek the Lord, this is a promise, that if you seek the Lord, he will make sure you're filled. If you seek the Lord, seek the Lord, he will make sure you're filled. See, when you say, well, I, I, it's, it, I'm, I'm not feeling full. I'm not feeling full of, of the Lord. I'm not feeling full of his blessings. The problem goes right back to you. You're not seeking him. Start seeking him. In verse number 11, Come ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. One, and I want you to uh, think on this. Think on this real quickly. Come ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Verse number 11. One can't teach another. Two, three things. I want you to write these down. One cannot teach another to do these three things until, number one, one can't teach another to love God. One can't teach another to seek God. And one can't teach another to depend upon God until him, the one that is doing the teaching, has done it himself. Today we're listening to a lot of people who know not how to do it. Boy, I tell you what, you, you, you give me somebody that has an experience there, uh, hey, I'd rather listen to anything they say I'd than the one that has the education on how to do it or how it should be done and this and that. I want to hear from the one who has done it themselves because they know what works and what don't. In verse number 12, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days? that he may see good. Well, that's a, uh, th this is some helpful teaching here. This is helpful teaching on how to, to have a good and fulfilled life. He gives some things here. There's four things that he gives. Starting in verse number 13, says, Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. What does that mean? A, keep tongue from evil. That's all non-productive words. That's gossip and lies. You want to live a, 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 a fulfilled, a, a good life? You want, hey, 
quit your gossiping and quit lying. Quit gossiping quit lying. Hey, this is the word of God. You know the reason David taught these things? Because he had experienced them and he knew what worked. He said, let me teach you some things. B, lip-speaking guile. What is that? That is cunning, deceitful, bad sense words. That's words that cause destruction. Hey, you want to live right here? If you go back to verse number 12, it says, What man is he that desires life? And loveth many days. He that may see good. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. You want to have some good days? That message I'm going to preach one, one day. Shut up. Just shut up. Boy, I tell you what, if we just shut up sometime. Just, just shut our mouth. Hey, it goes a little bit further than that. As don't, hey, you don't do a little typing. You say, well, I ain't said not one word on Facebook. Yeah, you did. You said it with your fingers. You spread it to see. You spread it uh, cunningness. Boy, I tell you this, and I'm, I'm about to the point. If, you, if, if it ain't glorifying to God, why put it on there? Why? Glorify God. Praise God. I know that ain't popular, but. <clears throat> Verse number 14 says, depart from evil. So that would be, A, would be keep tongue from evil. B, lips speaking guile. C, depart from evil. Well, how do you depart from evil? Know what sin is and stay away from it. Know what sin is and stay away from it. The Bible says, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Knoweth he that knoweth to do good and do it not. To him it is sin. D, do good. You want to see good days? Keep your tongue from evil, lips from speaking guile, depart from evil, and do good. Seek peace. Pursue the Lord. Look at this right here. You notice it says in verse number 14, it says depart from evil. See, that right there is where most people, they, they draw the line right there. That's where the line's drawn in church. I don't do no evil. I don't do evil. But see, there's still a stipulation just not doing evil don't mean good. It says do good. Don't do evil. This is our mindsets. If we don't do evil, we're right with God. 
but that's not backed by the Word of God. It says, don't do evil and do good, then write with God. So just as much as you know how to depart from evil, you have to know what sin is and stay away from it. You've got to know what's good in the sight of God and to do it, to run to it, to pursue it. That's when you pursue it, pursue the Lord. Verse number 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. Thank God. Thank God. But see, there's a stipulation for prayers to be answered. There's this word, righteous. See, if we was to look at it, uh, if we was to examine each and every one of our life, if we went around the room asking, is your life righteous? What is righteous? That is a, a, a rightly divided life in God's eyes. That's knowing good and doing it, knowing evil and fleeing from it. That's a righteous life. A righteous life is also uh, backs up to these things of speaking no evil. Lips that are full of guile, that, that causes division. Verse number 15, the eyes of the Lord upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. You know, I, I, I say this, I, uh, I did at one point in time early in when I started preaching, I, I got a woman upset when I told her sometimes you have to cry before God. You have to go to God and cry and beg him to forgive you on some things. And you know what? She spread the word that you don't have to cry and you don't have to beg God. God does things because you're his children. Let me tell you something. David cried before the Lord. Let me tell you this, my friend. You're going to cry on some situations before God. The righteous cry. The righteous cry. God's favor is upon the ones living and longing to be Christ-like. That's where, hey, God's favor is towards these people. God's favor is towards people that long to be like Christ. And he hears their prayers. A sinner is not heard, but only for salvation. A sinner that has never been saved has never had a prayer life with God, even though they may think they have. The first and only prayer God hears from a lost person is the prayer of salvation. You say, well, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't see how you get that. 
How can God have fellowship with sin? First, the blood has to be covered. The covering. And you say, well, I, I just don't know about that. Well, we're going to get into it here in just a second. A sinner is not heard, but only for salvation. A believer in sin is not heard until the repentfulness of sin. You see, if, you, if you're in sin, living in sin, your prayers ain't being heard. Your prayers are not being heard. You say, well, I, I tell you this, if you have problems with forgiving somebody else, the Bible says, how can your heavenly Father forgive you if you have ought with someone else? If you have a beef, if a problem with another individual, that means God has a beef and a problem with you until you forgive them. Then God can forgive you of your sins. And then that relationship starts back. Verse number 16, the face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The Lord is against that, that do evil. They're cut off from his blessings. Hey, you doing wrong? You doing wrong? You know what you're doing? You know what you're doing? If you were doing wrong, hey, Sunday you, you put on that little smile. Wednesday nights you put on that little smile and think you're sneaking your way into the blessings of a holy God. He knows everything. He knows it all. He knows what you said last night. Hey, you didn't say it with your mouth. He knows what you said with your heart. He knows what you thought. God will not have fellowship with anything pertaining to sin. The Lord is against them that do evil. They're cut off from his blessings. Verse number 17. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all their trouble. Praise God. Let's grab a hold of this. The righteous cry. He hears. The unrighteous cry. He doesn't hear. You say, well, it, I don't want to see where it said that. Well, if God would have said the righteous cry he hears and the unrighteous he hears, he would have put it down. But yet he emphasized on the righteous cry. The righteous cry, the Lord heareth, and deliver them out of all their troubles. The righteous cry, he hears. The unrighteous cry, he doesn't hear. He will deliver the righteous. That's a promise. So trust that your troubles will soon come to pass by his mighty hand, by his ability. Troubles pass, it ain't because of what we did. Well, you get into trouble. Yeah, you, you get into a situation you don't ever think you can get out of. You ever been there? 
You ever been in a situation you said, there's no way for me to overcome this? There's no way for me to come out of this. Then God makes a way. He's the deliverer. He, hey, he's the one that delivers you out of trouble. Ain't nothing we do. We would all be drowned in our little pity party, whining and crying. Yet God, he does the work. Our faithful father, our help in trouble. Verse number, verse number 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are broken heart, of a broken heart, and save us such as be of a contrite spirit. The humble, the Lord is near. The proud see nor hear the Lord. A person that has a prideful heart, a person that has... Uh, you ever been around somebody? Everybody, I mean, everything they do is right, and if 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 they if if somebody does it against, it's everybody else's fault. You ever been around them type? There are a lot of lot of us like that. Every one of us has a touch of it. We want to blame everybody else. But what if? What if we would say, "Hey, I'm putting pride away." I say I am not the one at fault. But yet I, hey, me, me and Brother Bulletstone had we, some stuff's happened. And me and Brother Bullet, we, 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 we've got pride in our heart. I say, all right, I tell you this, I'm, I'm not, uh, look, I, I'm not asking him to forgive me. I've done forgiving him. Bullet says the same thing. Says Lance, I, I ain't, uh, look, we're okay. We're okay. What if one of us put pride aside? That's what both of us are saying. It's okay. But if I will push pride aside, I will say this. If it be not my fault, I will take responsibility for us to have fellowship. That's when pride's put aside. And that broken contract heart says, I'll step in. That's what you'll do. That's when God gets glory. When we push ourselves aside and says, even though I am the innocent bystander, yet I will take full responsibility to restore fellowship. You think God wouldn't honor that? His word says he does. Why is it so hard to do? Pride. Bible says pride goeth before fall. Let me tell you this. Hey, a prideful heart God can't use. Well, listen right here. Let's go right back to what it said. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such as a contrite spirit. The humble, 
the humble, the Lord is near. The proud see nor hear the Lord. They don't hear him. They don't see him. Plus, he saves the one with a contrite spirit. What is a contrite spirit? Glad you asked. It's a broke. It's a bruising. It's a worn spirit, deeply deeply affected with grief and sorrow for having offended God by sin. That's a brokenness. Saying this, that I will do whatever it takes to restore fellowship with God. What if we all had that mindset? Boy, I tell you what, we'd probably be a lot be, people would be a lot more pleasing to be around. Had a desire to make sure that each and others was in the fellowship with God. I can tell you this, me and Bullets got problems. Can I tell you this, until me and him gets it settled, neither one of us is in fellowship with God. We might not be in fellowship with one another, but I can tell you this, you write her down, you write her down. You show me in the Word of God where I'm not telling the truth here, and I'll repent and beg God to forgive me right here. But I can tell you this, if me and Brother Bullet is not in fellowship, there is no way possible for me and God to be in fellowship, nor him and God. Get before God, broke, and hey, hey, worn. That's what happens. Boy, I tell you what, you start going through life on your own, and you don't have the presence of God, you're fixing to get bruised up. You're fixing to get worn down. You're fixing to, hey, be deprived of a lot of good blessings that you could have received. Verse number 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Boy, I tell you what, all. Boy, grab a hold of that, church. Hey, that ain't just every one of them accidentally slips up there. He says all of them. Every one of all. Many troubles may come your way, but the Lord God will deliver you from them all. Glory, 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 glory. Praise God. Verse number 20. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. (laughs) Nothing, nothing will break up what God has established. Nothing. Now, I do also believe this is speaking uh, prophetic to to, God. the, the Jesus on the cross says not a bone was broken. But I also believe here that it's speaking of also two other things. Number one, salvation can never be broken apart. And number two, the body of the church will never be broken. God established these. Verse number 21. Evil shall slay the wicked, 
and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Evil will be punished by the Lord. So trust him and let him handle it. Quit trying to take punishment in your own hands. Hey, I tell you this. There's problems. There's division. Hey, be the one that's relentless and says, I will not sleep. I will not eat until rights be amended amongst the brethren. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Verse number 22. The Lord redeemeth the souls of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Praise God. The Lord redeemeth, redeemeth. What's that mean? It purchased eternal life in glory in heaven to the born-again believer. Are you his? Are you his? Are you a servant of his? Then listen to this promise. Listen. Look, we're closing. Listen to this promise. If you are a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this glorious promise and trust you will never, never be let go of by God. That's what it means right there. You'll never be, you shall be desolate. Desolate means deserted of God, depraved of comfort. Hey, them will never come your way. You will never, as a redeemed child of God, you will never be depraved of comfort. And you'll never be deserted of God. Never deserted. Even though sin sometimes separates, uh, sin uh, separates us from the presence of God. But yet, His love is always there, ready to forgive. His children. Remember this, the Lord protects His own. The Lord protects His own. So let go Whatever you are holding on to. Oh, hey, whatever you are holding on to, let it go and just trust the Lord. Hey, man, and this is the last thing. This was put on my heart last Sunday. And I just want to ask this one question. There's coming a day that the Lord will return. He, he, he will call us. He will not plant his feet upon this ground. He will come and we will, he will call. The Bible says he'll descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel. He's going to descend from heaven. At the same time, at that shout, the ones that are born again, that are, that are dead, their, their bodies, their spirits already with him, he's coming back. They're coming back with the Lord. And when he descends from heaven, the bodies will resurrect. 
And then uh, that, uh, that which are alive and that remain that are born again will be transformed, resurrected into newness of life and will meet in the clouds. And the Bible says, from henceforth, wherever the Lord goes, the redeemed are with him. So that means soon after the rapture takes place, our death comes our way. Will. Will. I want you to listen to this. Will. I see you in heaven. Will. One day, as we're enjoying the presence of God, we'll bump shoulders. As I was thinking back here a while ago, them voices that I could hear singing. Well, I hear them singing in heaven. You know that. They, that, that, that that's something that only you can tell. But through the observation from the eyes, there's many that say they'll be there. But through the observation of how they live their life, it tells a different story. Will I see you in heaven? Will I see you in heaven? I want you to think upon that. If you will, stand. Pray, pray. The altar's always open. 